0: In the vast tapestry of DC Comics, few heroes have a history as captivating and intricate as that of Hawkgirl. With wings that defy gravity and a history that spans millennia, her story intertwines ancient Egypt, alien worlds, and a ceaseless cycle of reincarnation. Join me as I embark on a journey through the whims and wonders of Hawkgirl vigilant day and night. What's up, nerdlings, and welcome back to my channel! pew! pew, pew. I'm your host, Sons Sonsisi, licensed cosmetologist and registered super nerd, and this is Comics and Cosmetics, the channel where I spill all the nerdy tea on your favorite costume characters while doing my face at the same time. Well, you nerds, watch. This week, as I told you from that uh, future uh we are talking about hawk girl just to preface hawk girl has been rebooted and reinvented more times than madonna has od'd and said it was a bacterial infection i'm just kidding it's been more than that she has been rebooted and reset so many times that her origin has become so complex and convoluted that there's really no keeping track of all of them together. So I'm going to do my very best to break down basically her most recent origin, which really tries to meld or pay homage to all of her other origins, but it's super hard. It's really hard. And this is actually the third time I've recorded this episode because I had super awesome audio gremlins. So here we are wasting more product and diving in to hot girl. But before we go any further, make sure you sacrifice buttons to our algorithm overlords. They really like it when you press buttons and there's so many buttons to press. Like First of all, let's hit that like button, shall we? Let's do it together. Ready? Boop. Good job. I knew you could do it. Second, if you're new, and even if you're not new, just double check because sometimes YouTube removes things. But if you're new, please hit the subscribe button. I crave validation and make sure you have rung that notification bell so you get notified whenever I'm back with another one of these super awkward videos. If you would like to support the channel, you can scan this QR code here. You can check out this URL right here. It takes you to the same place. You can tip me as little or as much as you like. You can also check out our Patreon. We have three different tiers. The Start at $3 a month and one week free trial. You can also check out our merch store. There's plenty of stuff to check out there. Uh, Lots of cups, mugs, t-shirts. This one's my favorite. You can even get Tiny in his Ewok cosplay. Who wouldn't want that? This video is sponsored by Dubby. If you want energy without All the jittery jangle that energy drinks and coffee gives you. Check out Debbie in several fun flavors. All right. Now that we have paid some bills, done some housekeeping, let's dive right into the enigma and the mess that is Hawkgirl. All right, nerdlings. What I love about Hawkgirl is that she is a mess. She's a Thanagarian from a planet far, far away. but. What's great about her is that she really does come to earth as this very stalwart, super-focused, super-loyal warrior. And she struggles fitting in because of that. It's kind of like this allegory or analogy for being a strong woman somehow has gotten into women's heads and society in general, if we're being honest. That being a strong woman means you have to sacrifice empathy and compassion and femininity. Something that Wonder Woman has always taught us isn't necessarily the case. She has her compassion, her empathy, and her femininity kind of entwined with her persona as a warrior. With Hawkgirl, it's like she and Wonder Woman are two sides of the same coin. Hawkgirl comes to us a very stern figure a very like i said focused almost cold so it's kind of this example of what happens when you remove that compassion and empathy in order to strengthen yourself like a like armor her armor is that she has walled herself off from other beings so that she can accomplish her goals as a Thanagarian warrior. We'll get into that. Hawkgirl has had many civilian names as a superhero. She's had many incarnations. Her first name was Shaya Sanders Hall. And she didn't appear in a Hawkman comic or appear as Hawkman's sidekick. Her first real appearance was in flash number one in 1940. It wouldn't be until the following year in 1941 that she would appear as Hawkman's sidekick and leather. And that was in action comics. Number five, I believe. Yeah. So, she comes out in 1940 and 1941, and she was created by Gardner Fox and Dennis Neville. In FYI, if you would like to know what I'm using in this video, I have linked all my products in the description below. So if you're interested, check that out. So the original Hawk Girl appeared in 1940 and 1941, and she was shaira sanders hall she was hawkman's wife leather is sidekick and they were supposedly private detectives who accidentally landed on earth and couldn't get back home so they decided to cultivate identities and help fight for truth and justice that was nice of them don't you think She's had other names like Kendra Saunders, Shiera Sanders. Like I said, rebooted a bunch. Then, in 1989, you have this series called Hawkworld, which is fantastic, and you should read it. It's probably one of the top tier Hawkman and Hawk Girl storylines. It's really, really good, and that's where we get Kendra. Saunders. Her list of creators is pretty long because of all the times that she's been restarted. You've got Gardner Fox and Dennis Neville, and you've got Jeff Johns, Sheldon Maldoff, James Robinson, Joe Kubert, David S. Goyer. It's like everyone had their, their chance with creating a girl. Again, the thing I like about her is that she is so different from other female suit because she lacks that that empathy, that compassion at first. And I think that's what makes her compassion and empathy so important is that she discovers it and it changes her forever. Hawkgirl can fly. She is super strong. She is a highly, highly skilled combatant, both in hand-to-hand and weaponry. She's a master strategist, a master spy. That's important. And she can heal really fast. Like, she's not indestructible, but she has incredible healing and regenerative powers. And also reincarnation. Yeah, reincarnation. She gets reincarnated a lot. Part of that they really leaned into because of how many times. They've started over on her. So they just kind of were like, you know what? We're just going to go with it. All of those other times that we had different Hawk Girls, that was just different lives of hers, different past lives of Hawk Girl. In pretty much every incarnation or iteration of her character, reincarnation is central to her. In fact, Not just the bit about reincarnation, but having lived her first life and died the first time in ancient Egypt. So her character always has this ancient Egyptian inspired motif. I love that. I love ancient Egypt stuff. That's a weird way to say that. I'm a weird person. She's prominent in the Justice League. She was in the Justice Society, or at least worked with the Justice Society. She's been attached to Hawkman, Avi, and Green Lantern. She's girl boss friends with Wonder Woman. Who wouldn't want to be girl boss friends with Wonder Woman? I mean, come on. There's been, as I've said, or tried to explain... Various story arcs exploring her origins, you know, her past lives and her role as kind of this guardian of Earth. She's been in many of the D.C. crossover events like Crisis on Infinite Earths and even the Green Lantern series Blackest Night. That was pretty cool. And of course, Hawk World. Hawk World is Hawk world's the tits. You should check it out. And remember, like I always say, if you want the full story, y'all need to read the comics for yourself. Because if I were to sit and go over every single hot girl, everything, we would be here for like a week and a half straight. So because her story isn't as clearly defined and oftentimes Overly complex and needlessly convoluted, we're gonna try and break her down a piece at a time. So if we really want to get to the heart of who Hot Girl is, we gotta start with where she's from. So to fully comprehend the enigma that is Hot Girl, Shaiara Hall, one must delve into the annals of her home planet. Thanagar, Nestled in the Polaris system, which is binary, two stars, this advanced civilization thrived amidst its celestial wonders. Here, Shaira Hall, a renowned member of the Wingman Police Force, stood as a paragon of justice and virtue. And Thanagar was kind of this shining star amidst the cosmic expanse. Polaris system is many light years away from Earth. Like they are so far away from almost everything that they haven't even encountered the Green Lantern core. That's how far away they are. Like, oh, you're from Thanagar. Who's your Green Lantern for that sector? What's a Green Lantern? Crazy, right? I thought those dudes were everywhere. Apparently not in the Polaris system. Because it's said to have this absolutely stunning beauty. It's a beautiful planet. And it attributes its celestial beauty and gorgeous sunsets to the fact that it it is in a binary star system. Somehow it's not a desert like Tatooine, but that kind of makes sense. If you have two stars, it would be pretty hot Guess it depends on the star. Save that for an episode of science and soups, huh? But they also boast a very advanced society, advanced in civilization, scientific progress, and cultural sophistication. They really think they're the best. I mean, isn't that kind of a thing, though? Like, if you're from somewhere, you have this inherent sociological pride or geographic pride. Is it how? Civilizational pride? National pride? Mm. I don't know. It just seems like you're going to be proud of your hometown. And the Thanagarians are super proud. Of Thanagar. The Thanagarians had achieved remarkable feats in technology. Like, remarkable? No, remarkable. Remarkable feats in technology. Oh, good to know. Thank you. They specialize in the realms of anti gravitational fields, anti gravitational propulsion, and metallurgy. Yeah, metallurgy. The legendary nth metal is a substance exclusive to Thanagar. Like, you can only get it there. Kind of like spice on Arrakis. But I don't think it's as addictive. I don't know. Never tried it. But it is absolutely the fundamental cornerstone of their society and technology. It possesses extraordinary properties. Like, this stuff is wild. The extraordinary properties that it possesses include anti gravitational properties and the ability to defy conventional physics. Mm. Take that physics. But it also is said to have mystical characteristics. It really connects its bearer to its soul and emotions. Like it will connect that individual to their past lives and help them remember them wild huh it's also said to be integral in shaira's ability to reincarnate over and over again like that's cool depends on the lives you're living you're living though right i think it would it's an extremely unique substance in the uh the world of dc Very rare and sought after. It's considered to be this otherworldly stuff that they don't fully comprehend. It's depicted as having a silvery appearance and can be deadly to certain types of supernatural beings like the undead and zombies. And even Superman. Superman's vulnerable to it, which really tells you that it's definitely. Magical, at least in part. Because Superman is only vulnerable to two things. Kryptonite magic. And brunettes. <laughs> so, one of those characteristics we were talking about was its anti-gravitational properties. Its ability to defy what we know as gravity. And so, so Shiera's wings are made of nth metal. There have been incarnations of her where... She actually had wings, but we're not talking about that right now. Because, like I said, we'll be here forever trying to untie this plate of tangled spaghetti that is her many origins. But it gives her this very easy ability to gracefully soar through the sky, which makes her a formidable aerial combatant. Like she's beast, beast on the wind very agile in the sky it is also the reason why she has advanced strength it increases your physical attributes so if you've got on thanagarian armor made of nth metal you are instantly stronger and faster and more agile nth metals like the pf flyers of the fictional dc universe. You know, if you know, you know. Another remarkable characteristic of the nth metal is that it increases her ability to heal and regenerate. So she doesn't heal that fast and regenerate that fast on her own. No, no. It's because of the nth metal present in her body. So even when she sustains the most severe of injuries, she can bounce back. A lot quicker than an average person would. Like a lot faster. I would really like some Nth Metal. Please and thank you. It'd be helpful. It's also the reason why she can reincarnate, like we said. It helps her to fly. It gives her increased strength. It gives her increased healing and regenerative abilities. And it helps her come back... In a new life, with her memories and emotions intact from her previous life. Wild, huh? Super handy for, you know, a super skilled warrior. Like, don't worry, you may have killed me this time. But in 20 years, I'll be back. You never know. I could show up in five years. Wouldn't that be creepy? Like, a little kindergartner coming in with a giant mace saying, Remember me, bitch? (laughs) <laughs> the fact that she can remember her past lives and the emotions she felt during these past lives, it gives her a really deep connection to her Egyptian heritage or ancient Egyptian heritage and the cyclical nature of her existence. And I think that has, that does have something to do with kind of her more colder nature or her more analytical nature. Apart from being used for weaponry and armor, nth Metal's also used in all their other technology, like for transportation, like transporters, theta beams. Mm hmm, remember that one. Used to enhance the effectiveness of their everyday lives, not just combat. Now, the Thanagarians themselves are. Very much a warrior race. They really put a lot of value on honor, loyalty, duty, and the pursuit of justice. Their government and society is definitely a hierarchy, a chain of command, if you will, very militaristic. And Shiera was a member of this special elite police force. Called the Wingmen. And not just any member, she was a member it, with high distinction. She was one of their best. She was the best of the best. So here she is, the best of the best in the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of law enforcement on her home planet, along with the other members of this pinnacle of law enforcement on the planet, clad in full body armor armed with super powerful weapons and they patrol all over the planet, upholding justice and protecting Thanagar from outside and inside threats. And this is what Shaira was doing before she arrived on earth. Thanagar has had this very significant impact on earth that earthlings had no idea They had actually traveled to Earth many, many times in the past, kind of checking it out. Thanagarians would come and just kind of see what Earth was up to. And, you know, we don't, we didn't know that they were coming to check it out. We had no idea they had been here before, especially why they were coming to Earth. We had no idea. But we find out... In a stunning twist, we find out Shaira's true identity and that her undercover detective story in accidentally arriving on Earth was just a smokescreen for what she was really doing here. hmm This is where it gets even more messy. So in the latest iteration of Shaira Hall, Hawk Girl. We are told that Shire is this undercover detective from Thanagar and that she was accidentally transported to earth by a theta beam malfunction. And she couldn't get back because she didn't have the coordinates because it was so far away. Like nobody knew how to get to the Polaris system, which is kind of wild. If you think about it, you've got Green Lantern, Adam Strange, who in many stories is very connected to Hawkgirl, Hawkman, and the Thanagarians, you've got all these cosmic heroes. They have no idea where Thanagar is or how to get there. That's crazy. Oh, what's this? Is this a Scarif Scuttlebutt podcast thing of post-it notes? I believe it is. What am I going to do with that? You'll find out. Be patient. So she shows up on Earth And creates this persona for herself. Says she's this undercover detective. She just wants to live life while she can. Since she's stuck on Earth and doesn't know how to get back to Thanagar. And she meets up with the Justice League of America. As you do when you're a superhero. She joins the Justice League. Becomes friends with the Justice League. And begins a romantic relationship with Jon Stewart's Green Lantern. Can you blame her, though? He's such a stud. I love Jon Stewart. He's my favorite. So here she is living on Earth. There are a few members of the League who are kind of iffy on her. Of course, Batman. He doesn't trust anyone. And Wonder Woman is a little iffy of her. Because they're so different. They're so alike, but so different at the same time. You know, Wonder Woman's all about truth and compassion. And this chick barely cracks a smile. Then you've got Hawkman showing up, but he's not the traditional Hawkman that we're all used to. No, no. He says his name is Carter Hall and he is an archaeologist. What is his field of expertise? Why it's ancient Egypt. So Carter Hall shows up and the thing is with him is he's got the wings and the helmet and the look, but he is not Thanagarian. He's human. Human. So how is he rocking all this Thanagarian merch? But he's human. with his fake wings and everything. I'm so glad you asked. Carter claims that he is the reincarnation of an ancient Thanagarian who lived in ancient Egypt by the name of Katar Hall. And that Shaira is the reincarnation of his his wife, Shaira Hall. Spelled different. Well, Shaira doesn't really believe him at first. She's like, whatever, dude. Whatever. And kind of blows him off like he gets on her nerves he keeps saying you'll see we're destined for each other we're totally destined for each other and she's like again whatever dude I'm busy well time goes by and for this I'm going to reference one of the best three part story arc TV movies ever made and it's on Justice League in 2004 this is great so Justice League the Cartoon on Cartoon Network totally, totally nails this. They really do. Now, I do recommend reading the comics. I do recommend Hawk World absolutely. But Justice League and Justice League Unlimited is a really excellent way to get to know Hawkgirl. Like, they really, really nailed her character. In this particular three-part story arc movie called Star-Crossed, so the story begins with the league. You've got Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Martian Manhunter, Green Lantern, The Flash, and Hawkgirl. Girl. They're facing this new threat. There's a huge alien armada showing up in Earth's orbit. And it's the Thanagarians. So everyone's like, Share, are these your people? I thought you said you're from really far away. I guess they found me. She <laughs> plays kind of dumb. Well, the Thanagarians come in and they're like, Hey guys. So we're here to help. Yes. Here to help. We just wanted to tell you that there's these guys that are called the Gordanians, and they're straight up coming to invade your planet. But don't worry. We're here to help. So, needless to say, Shayera is, like, shocked that they're there. Like, oh my god. It's the Thanagarians. So shocking. Now, the Justice League does have their suspicions about the Thanagarians claiming to be there to help. Like, especially Batman. You know, it's like, this little suspicious. they just show up out of nowhere with this revelation that they're they're here to help us why did they just show up now i mean one of their people has been here this whole time why didn't they show up any earlier why didn't they give us more time because shiera has been on earth for so long and gotten to know earth people and fall in love with Jon Stewart and become friends with the league. She starts questioning her loyalties to Thanagar and that upsets her. She feels guilty and bad, like a bad soldier, a bad warrior that she knows the Thanagarians are not there to help because as it turns out, Shaira was a plant. That's right she lied she was not at all an undercover detective i mean if she was undercover for anything it was the fact that she was there to gather intelligence on earth its defenses if it had any interplanetary defenses how easy would it be to take over and subjugate its people That's why she was really there. She knew that one day the Thanagarians would show up and take over. She knew all of this, but she didn't tell anybody because she was loyal to her people. Well, now she's got new people. So who should she be loyal to? Well, in her mind, in her heart of hearts, she's like, well, I got to be loyal to the Thanagarians because they're my people. This was my job. I am a soldier. I am a warrior. This is what we do. I would be a bad person, a bad Thanagarian, if I didn't have conviction. And that's kind of been her thing is having integrity and conviction, standing by what she believes in. But the problem is now, what does she believe in? All of that has begun to change for her, mostly due in part to her relationship with Jon Stewart And how she feels about him. She respects him not only as as a person, but as a warrior and a colleague. And she doesn't want to see anything happen to him or the people she's come to love and know at the Watchtower. Well, Like I said, Batman was suspicious. And he starts doing what Batman does, investigating, asking questions. Because he is the world's greatest detective. Well... While he's investigating, Shayera goes and tries to negotiate. She says there's got to be another way because what the Thanagarians are really doing there is to create and build as like a hyperspace bypass generator on Earth. It's kind of like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Uh, oh, it's so funny. An interstellar bypass. She tries to negotiate a peaceful resolution. Like she's like, there's gotta be another way. This can't be the only way to, to do this. There's gotta be something else. And of course they're not buying it, but unfortunately while she's trying to do this, Batman's snooping around and it gets him captured and not just captured, but interrogated. And the Thanagarians, brutal bastards. They really are. They do not mess around. They enjoy a bit of torture, which tells you all you need to really know about Thanagarians. They see themselves as superior, especially to humans. So Batman finds out that they have this communication network set up and established on Earth, spy network, and he gets captured, he gets interrogated, and Hawkgirl... It's really torn between her loyalty to the Justice League, her new people and the place where she's from. The, the people she is actually connected to by DNA, the Thanagarians. It starts to really tear her up inside and she doesn't know what to do about it. Realizing her horrible mistake, she comes clean to the Justice League and sides with them. All the supers on the planet come together to fight off this massive, massive threat. And this is really where she develops that empathy and compassion. So she kind of whacks Solomon Grundy with her mace. And remember, I said that nth metal can be deadly to supernatural creatures that are dead, zombies, And that's exactly what Solomon Grundy is. Solomon Grundy, born on a Monday, married on a Tuesday. Words don't rhyme, Solomon. They don't rhyme. But she whacks him with her mace and this destroys him and he lays there dying. And Shira kneels down there with him and he starts asking her if he's finally going to go to heaven. And she starts to tell him that she doesn't believe in that kind of thing, but she sees the effect it's having on Solomon. So she stops herself and says, yes, Grundy, you'll go to heaven. And she gets choked up. She cries. It's such an emotional scene. Man, like this is a kid's show. is a good way to trick parents into spending time with their kids. I'm just saying. She gets this wave of compassion and empathy and it's just, it's just beautiful. The final battle commences and the League is fighting against their advanced Thanagarian technology, their overwhelming forces, and Hawkgirl in a selfless act reveals her true loyalties to the Thanagarians and helps the League defeat them. And just totally thwart their plans for invasion. Like, haha. After the threat has been neutralized, the league decides, you know, we need to talk about what to do with Hawkgirl. But they end up voting to keep her in the league. Um, Apparently, it was very close. Superman was the tiebreaker. Go figure. He's such a softy. And she actually decides to leave. He's like, I need to figure some shit out. This was really hard for me. I need to figure some shit out. And John's like, what the hell? And she explains to him that she always loved that part was never a lie. And it's so sweet and sad. And then she flies off. <laughs> she does come back and it is most definitely a long road to hoe for her to uh, earn back everyone's trust. You And they do... Keep in mind that she helped, you know, she chose them. She changed her mind. Without her, they wouldn't have been able to fight them off. But still, especially Batman and Wonder Woman are like, she was a spy. She betrayed us. That's kind of a big deal. And even though she comes back, her and John don't get back together. There's another like part episode where Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, they all time travel. They go to the past and then they end up going to the future. Chasing a bad guy, of course. And when they go to the future, like the Batman Beyond future, John and the other League members meet this guy called Warhawk. And it turns out he is the future child of Shire Hall and Jon Stewart. wow. <laughs> confirmation that John and Shira will get back together and have a kid. So she comes back. Her and John aren't together anymore. He's with Vixen, also known as Mari. Supermodel extraordinaire. But she does show a lot of personal growth when she comes back. You know, she's learned a lot. And this is demonstrated that now she doesn't really wear her helmet anymore. She doesn't wear her Thanagarian stuff anymore. She kind of wears like yoga pants. And I love it. Yoga pants and a sports bra. Like, that's what I would wear if I was a superhero. Do you know why? Because you can move in it. It's comfortable. It's breathable. Yeah, it's comfortable. In another one of best episodes of the Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, you have the episode Ancient History. And this starts off with uh, Mari and Shaira kind of going back and forth about John. Yes, John has moved on. He lives with Mari now in an apartment they share. Uh, But Mari consents, and I'm pretty sure everybody can, that John is still in love with Shire. I mean, she's a hard act to follow. So they kind of raz each other back and forth about it. Well, around the same time, John is chasing the gentleman ghost, like trying to capture him. Uh, but he's called the Gentleman Ghost, so he can, like, phase through shit. Kind of hard to catch vapor. And he's struggling. And the Gentleman Ghost has kind of got the best of him. And then, wouldn't you know it, Hawkman shows up, and he saves John and captures the Gentleman Ghost with one of his nth metal net. Now you're just showing off. And, you know, they kind of get into it because they're both in love with Shira So there's a lot of romantic tension on all sides. So... Mari and John go back to their apartment like she just had a photo shoot or a fashion gig like she was walking her runway. And they're back at their apartment when this creature known as the Shadow Thief shows up and he looks like a shadow. Well, they weren't able to fight him off. They tried, you know, they all fought. But then Mari gets knocked unconscious and the Shadow Thief captures John. His real intention is then to go after Shira next. So. Mari goes and gets Shaira, and they go to the Midway City Museum to find Hawkman. And this doesn't exactly go well. The Shadow Thief shows up, and they try to stop him, but they're totally unsuccessful. Shaira gets thrown into a wall, and falls down like two flights, like two floors. The shadow thief ends up capturing all three, John, Shiera and Hawkman. And he puts them around this thing called an absorbicron. And the absorbicron turns out to be this piece of Thanagarian technology, like super advanced piece of Thanagarian technology that really incorporates the mystical properties of nth Metal. And it's some kind of memory interface And not just any kind of memory, like past life. So he connects all of them, including himself, to the Absorbicron. And suddenly, we are transported to ancient Egypt. And we see Shaira and Katar, who crash land on Earth during ancient Egyptian times. And they come across these very primitive people in Egypt. And they decide to help them with their knowledge and technology. Well, of course, to ancient peoples, this seems like divine intervention. They have divine magic. So they revere them as gods and make them their leaders. Well, at first, it seems that Katar, right, you know, Carter seems like Hawkman was right about his relationship with Shira, that they were this ancient couple in love. They were destined to be reincarnated over and over and over again and continually find each other. That is until we notice that John has been reincarnated as well. And he was in ancient Egypt. He was like their top advisor, but Shira and him were in love and having an affair. Well, Katar finds out about it, sufficiently freaks out, and the result is they all die. See, the Shadow Thief, actually, the darkness inside Hawkman that had separated from him and become its own sentient being. So this is what curses them to relive this horrible situation in every life. So it's not that they're reincarnating to find each other and fall in love all over again. No, they were cursed to be reincarnated over and over and over again and relive this horrible situation. Well, the only way to put an end to that was for Hawkman actually reabsorb his shadow self. This episode is super deep he reabsorbs his shadow self and they all come to and realizing you know what this what this means i kind of feel bad for carter because he had like half the information until just now and now he realizes that they were never this perfect couple you know she was never truly in love with him like she is with john and so he has to he has to live with that like Man, talk about having your reality shattered. He's not even Thanagarian. I feel so bad for Carter Hall. Ugh. That's soda again, I'm telling you. So they come to with you know whole whole new perspectives. And despite what they have just learned, and John already knowing that he and Shira have a future together, their son. He chooses to stay with Mari for the time being. It gives Shaira this hope, this comfort, and John finally tells her about their future son, and that gives her more comfort. And as he leaves with injured Mari to get her help, he and Shaira share this beautiful moment, this glance, look back at each other. And the episode ends with Shiera finally seeking closure and understanding about her son. She goes and she finds Batman and, and asks him to tell her all about it. This episode, the storyline, really does an excellent job of showing the heart and soul of Hawkgirl, demonstrating the lingering emotions and complexities of her relationship with not just John, but Carter as well, and how her past lives, her connection to ancient Egypt, all still affect her every day. With her really captivating histories and storylines, she's really amassed a pretty awesome fan base. They really connect with her because of her Her strength, fierceness, her personal growth, trauma, people really relate to that. They do. And they end up having this deep connection with her. Fans really appreciate the connection to ancient Egypt. I mean, I do. That's one of my favorite things about her. I've always loved Egyptian history and mythology and the makeup. They invented makeup. They did. It was the Egyptians. That's chapter one in the Milady Cosmetology textbook. That is not a lie. I have taught that class. There are so many amazing hot girl cosplays out there like this. It's amazing. You really need to check it out. And the fan art, the fan art is incredible. They really feel connected to this character. And it really comes through in some of the fan art. You also have your shipping teams. You know, are you team Jon Stewart or are you team Carter Hall? I'm Jon Stewart. Something about him. It goes beyond admiration, though. It goes beyond admiration for her superhero persona, though. They really appreciate her as a symbol of strength, resilience, representation, and redemption. That you can make mistakes, but as long as you're willing to work for it you can come back from it. This makes her a pretty powerful feminist symbol in DC comics. And I like that about her because not every woman is the same. Not every woman is going to be able to relate to Wonder Woman like I do. Wonder Woman is kind and warm first. She's a diplomat first. She has that very maternal and empathetic soul to her. And that's, that's kind of her baseline. Not every woman is like that. I and not every woman is one thing all the time. I'm not. Sometimes I'm warm and caring and maternal, and other times I'm I'm boss, you know? Other times I'm a warrior and I got to get shit done. And that's what Shiera represents. She represents responsibility, loyalty, strength, and also that redemption. I mean, Wonder Woman is almost perfect. She's not known for making a bunch of mistakes, but we're human and we do make mistakes. So ladies, we kind of needed a character like Shaira that makes a big mistake, but shows us it is possible to come back from that, to be redeemed. And that's important. Hawk Girl is an absolutely, incredibly multifaceted, complex character that I feel pretty underrated in comic book world, in fandom. I mean she does I mean, she doesn't have a fan of, but she's I think she's pretty underrated and underappreciated. She's so relatable and she she teaches such a valuable lesson. We are flawed, we are imperfect, but that's okay because that's the point. We're not supposed to come out perfect without flaws or mistakes. We're supposed to make mistakes so we can learn from them, so we can grow. Growth is so important that it's vital to human existence. We do need some characters that are flawed, that aren't perfect, to show us their growth. If if you tell me that you can't be inspired by or encouraged by comic book characters, I'm going to just call you a liar because you can't. They're just like any other storytelling medium. They are. They can teach valuable lessons. They can help us figure ourselves out. And that's What's great about Hawk Girl Shaira Hall? Well, that's all I got for you today on Hawk Girl. I might do another episode at some point to try and break down one of her other iterations. Like I said, she's messy. Her origins, her stories, they're they're messy because they, they're just they've been so muddied over so many reboots, so it's hard to keep track. But I really do enjoy her as a character, and I really enjoyed breaking her down for you guys for a third time. That you've only seen one of. Um, I enjoy my Hawk Girl inspired look. I enjoy it. I love a good reverse cat eye. I love that Egyptian flair it has. But until then, nerdlings, do me a favor. Hit that like button. I hope you subscribed. I hope you rang that bell. Again, if you want to support the channel, I have links below with many options to do so. I'll be back next week with another super sweet breakdown while I do my makeup. Definitely check out the lives. We got some great lives coming up. But until then, nerdlings, stay fierce and stay nerdy, baby. I'll see you in the next one. Bye.